What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So I was reading a little bit around, and I saw something that caught my eye, and I thought I would talk about it today. It's about the ascension of J.D. Martinez, how he went from being released by the Astros into becoming one of the best hitters in baseball today. So I kind of wanted to talk about that. I mean, he's had such a good stretch over the last few years that his career numbers now actually look really good that you don't really remember that he was once a struggling player with the Astros who got released. I mean, right now on his career, he's a 294 hitter with an 894 OPS and a 138 OPS plus on his career. But I'll dig in a little deeper to talk about, you know, his humble beginnings and how he became the, uh, I don't know, could you say he's the best DH in baseball now? I mean, I know he's officially listed as an outfielder, but he he sees a lot of time at DH as well. Um, he'll probably see more time in the outfield this year now that Mookie Betts is gone from Boston. But, I mean, he's he's a fair split, and obviously he's 32 now. He's going to stay in the American League and be a full-time DH in the near future, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, so just kind of digging into it. J.D. Martinez was actually a 20th round pick in 2009. So the fact that he even made it to the major leagues is pretty remarkable. Because he was a 20th round pick at, you know, as an outfielder um, out of a D2 school in Florida, Nova Southeastern University. So, you know, you already have odds stacked up against you. And we, when you have that kind of profile, an outfielder, 20th round, you just have to hit. That's the only way you're going to make it to the big leagues. Unless you have, like, some crazy speed or something that can carry you. Um, but he he was pretty productive in the minors. and. He was able to make it to the big leagues actually within just two years. So in 2011, he made his debut for the Astros. I mean, I guess it also helped that the Astros were a very, very bad team, major league team at the time. This was like as bad as it got. But he made it up to the majors and his first year in the bigs, played 53 games and he hit a 742 OPS, a 104 OPS plus. Pretty solid, pretty decent for a rookie, right? Uh, but things took a took a turn south his following year, you know, 2012, when he was like actually on the team, like playing almost a full season. You know, he, he hit 241 with an 86 OPS plus, and he was and, and he was struggling. He was struggling, quite frankly, and he was striking out a lot and all that. It was just not a really good go in the major leagues. He only hit 24 home runs in you know, in the time between 2011 and 2013. And Houston just gave up on him after that. On March 22nd, 2014, the Astros released him. And this is just five years after drafting him. They decided to release him. However, since they released him, he's been on a rampage and he's just completely retooled his swing. I mean, he he credits a lot of his success to his hitting coaches. He's had a couple hitting coaches that have absolutely changed his swing. He studies. He's very meticulous in the way he studies his swing, video and all that. And he's turned into one of the best offensive players in baseball the past several years. Like I said, those numbers he put up in Houston are just a blip on the radar now because his overall career numbers are, are way better than that. So the Tigers actually signed him to a minor league deal right after the Astros released him. And it was a brilliant move, move for them. I mean, he became a star that same year. That same year he was released by the Astros, he played for the Tigers in the majors, and he put up an incredible slash line. I mean, 
2014 JD Martinez, this dude hit 315 with a 912 OPS and 23 bombs. How does that happen? I mean, this is a legitimate question. How does that happen just weeks or months right after being released? And then you go on to put up a 912 OPS and a 154 OPS plus. It, it it's crazy how I don't know. That that's that's too quick of a turnaround for me to ignore. I don't really know how that goes, but um, if it was just his hitting coaches helping him, why didn't they help him before? I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, move on to 2015. Full season in Detroit. 158 games played. He makes the all-star team. He wins the silver slugger. He's just on a rampage. 38 bombs, an 879 OPS. Just really good. Get some MVP votes. And he has established himself as as a force. I mean, in Detroit, this dude just put up a pretty a pretty remarkable stretch. I mean, they realized that he was going to be a free agent before 2018, so they actually traded him to Arizona in July of 2017. And this is this is when things kind of actually went up a level for JD Martinez, believe it or not. Because his stretch in Arizona was one of the hottest stretches I've ever seen. I mean, the D-backs were trying to make a push for the postseason. So they got him for two and a half months. For two and a half months with the Diamondbacks, J.D. Martinez played 62 games and hit 29 home runs. He had 29 home runs. He had 302, an 1107 OPS, a 170 OPS plus. It was like an insane stretch of games. It was a crazy summer with the D-backs because he was going to be a free agent that winter. So, you know, the Tigers figured, I mean, the Tigers are out of it and they're struggling. Like, okay, we'll go get some prospects. By the way, none of the prospects that Detroit got in return for J.D. Martinez have given them any value at the major league level. And... Nobody in that group is actually among the Tigers' top 30 prospects on MLB.com. The three prospects were the names of Dewell Lugo, Sergio Alcantara, and Jose King. None of them have panned out whatsoever. So this trade definitely worked out in the D-backs' favor because they basically got J.D. Martinez for free. And J.D. Martinez actually helped them punch their ticket to the postseason. They you know, won a wild-card berth, and you know they got past a wild-card run against the Rockies, but they couldn't you know, overcome the Dodgers in the NLDS. That would prove to be the end of the line for Martinez. But his time as a D-back was extremely memorable. He had a four-home run game at Dodger Stadium. I mean, that that was probably, that was a highlight of J.D. Martinez's career. But he he would go into free agency that winter and, you know, he'd get his bag. The Red Sox signed him to five years, $110 million guaranteed. And despite the f- the fact that everyone always say says that, oh, this player is going to decline once he's above 30 or whatever. You know, this is the case of J.D. Martinez going into his first year at Boston. He was that was his age 30 season. But no, he he put up he put up crazy numbers. He actually won two silver sluggers in the in the same season. He won one for D.H. and he won one for outfield. He led the league in RBIs and total bases. He was an all star fourth in the MVP voting. He had a monster year in Boston year one. And the last year in Boston. He had a great year, too. He just set the bar so high that, I mean, he had a phenomenal year with Boston last year. 36 home runs, a 140 OPS plus. He was an all-star and still got some MVP votes. So, J.D. Martinez has not declined. And, um, you know, despite the notion that 
you know, older players are supposed to decline. He has not gotten the memo at this point. Not bad for someone who was once given up in exchange for nothing being uh, when he was released by the Astros. But I do want to, I mean, it is a head scratcher how he absolutely flipped the switch in 2014. I mean, I don't see how you go from being released in late March and then putting up a, a great season like he did the same year. H how does that work? How do you have a bad spring training like that? Actually, have not just a spring training, the year before that and the year before that was also not good. Um, and then go on to hit 315 with 23 bombs and a 912 OPS. Hmm, interesting. Anyway, I'll... I'll just leave it as is because he ha he hasn't looked back since 2014. I mean, this dude has been a tear in baseball for the better part of you know the last decade. So we'll give him we'll give him credit where credit is due. That's gonna do it for today, though. If you all enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.